Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your solo host today, uh, Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo Dobes, and we got Brendan the Producer Pika in the booth. Hey, yo. Uh, how's it going? Uh, not too shabby. Uh, we we had uh, I had a rough week of fantasy, but it was a great week yep. for football. So it was a fun week for football. It's a fun week. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about, obviously, as this is a fantasy football podcast. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you five stock up and stock down players, and then I'm going to go over the AFC home team games in this part one episode. Part two will be the NFC home teams and glads and sads. Hopefully we'll have Brian the Boom Corrigan back in time for that. Uh, so I'll just jump into it. Stock up players. And because Bryant is not here, my co-host is not here, guess who I get to talk about even more? I know it's crazy. Bryant, you want or Brendan, you want to take a guess? Uh is it the Beasles? It's Cole Beasley. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's Cole Beasley. He's a stock up player. I, I know I talk about him a lot. I know we joke about him a lot. But he's had three games where he scored over 10 fantasy points. And the one game that it didn't, he scored 9.8. And this is a standard ESPN league. PPR, it's even higher. He's being targeted an average six times a game. Got a touchdown last game. Got 100 yards a game before. He's a stock up in my book. He's only rostered in 20% of the leagues. If you need a potential flex player, Cole Beasley could actually be that guy. As weird as it sounds, Cole Beasley, the 31-year-old, the wide receiver three in Buffalo, can be a great flex option for you. So I would say pick him up if you're if you are uh, running out of good flex players because there's a lot of injuries happening here. So uh that's one. Next player, T. Higgins from the Cincinnati Bengals. Another wide receiver three. I almost want to say wide receiver four because of Auden Tate. This rookie's been stepping it up, especially in the last two games. He scored Two touchdowns, week three against Philly. This week, he was targeted a whopping seven times with 77 receiving yards, uh, averaging 19 per catch. Uh, that's that's pretty solid. This is a, a little bit of a riskier play because he can have you know, weeks like week two where he, he doesn't do much, three receptions, 35 yards, but then he can have weeks where he scores two TDs. So it really all depends on how Burrow's feeling. This is a... A, a decent option for a flex. He's rostered in 25% of leagues, so that's a, a solid pickup if you need more wide receivers. <clears throat> Next player is my man Brandon Ayuk, only rostered in 26% of leagues. This is a huge stock up, especially in the last two games. He got a rushing touchdown uh, week three, and he got another rushing touchdown this week against Philly in the Sunday night game. Did anyone else see Ayuk just full hurdle that guy that was ridiculous he's a must sign i think he's involved in the run game and the receiving game with a very injury prone receiving core for san fran he should be heavily involved in the offense moving forward even with Debo samuel coming back the next stock up player as weird as it is to say is adrian peterson now when the detroit lions signed adrian peterson i did not expect him to be this involved i thought it was going to be mainly uh, carry on Johnson, little bit, a little bit of DeAndre Swift, you know, a little pinch of Swift, and then uh, Adrian Peterson to just be, be like a like a Lashawn McCoy role, 
you know, like a like a Frank Gore before Le'Veon Bell got injured. I thought he was going to be there to run the ball two, three times a game. But my God, what he's getting double-digit carries every game. He got a touchdown last week. He's getting he's averaging over 50 yards a game. I'm not saying that he's going to win you weeks, but he's going to score a little under 10 fantasy points for you per week, which as a flex option, not bad. I'm giving you guys a lot of flex options this week. Uh, Adrian Peterson's only rostering 50% of leagues, so uh, definitely get him while he's hot because he's uh, he's going up. By, he went up by 10% last week, so you know, check to see if he's still available. This last pick is a little controversial. It's not controversial. It's questionable here. So I went with Damian Harris from the New England Patriots. I should mention that this we're recording this before the Patriots game Monday night. So this could age poorly if Damian Harris does nothing uh, during this next game against Kansas City. But Damian Harris has been taken off the IR and Sony Michelle has been placed on the IR. So Damian Harris should be uh, part of this of the early down backs. So he he will be competing with Rex Burkhead and James White. Now Burkhead's hot right now. I know that, but th- they really like to rotate people around in New England. They've been doing it for years. Uh, I can see a, a a world where Damian Harris uh, becomes the lead back. He had an amazing training camp before he got placed on the IR, and he was really looking like uh, the best one out there. So. Don't be surprised if Damian Harris has a has a good week in the next couple weeks and he should be rostered in more than 15% of leagues that he is rostered in, especially if you're in a dynasty league. That is a big, big pickup. So that's the stock ups. Now we're going to go to stock downs, players that I'm not feeling confident about. And a lot of these are some hot takes. Brandon Cooks, uh, not much of a hot take, but after he... Got the after he signed for the Houston Texans, uh, it was really a, a competition between Cooks and Fuller, which one's going to be the the top receiver, and that is definitely Will Fuller. After four weeks, I am very confident to say that is Will Fuller as the number one receiver. Brandon Cooks was targeted three times last week against Minnesota, who had a te- who was a god awful secondary. And he did not catch any of those three tar- targets. He dropped one. That was very frustrating for Brandon Cook's owners. He went from a borderline flex option to a sit on the bench and just see what happens. He's rostered in 73% of leagues. I would be I, I wouldn't blame you if you drop him. Because it's it's all Will Fuller. Uh and it like Kenny Stills was involved more. It it was a whole mess. Uh with with Houston last week. Um, I should mention Bill O'Brien just got fired. So that could change the playbook around a little bit, but it usually affects more of the run game than the passing game. So um, I'm really fading on Brandon cooks. Now I wouldn't start him in any of your, your leagues until he's proven that, that he can uh, get, get some big points, which honestly, he only did week two, so. Uh, next player, J.K. Dobbins from the Baltimore Ravens. Again, he went from a 
borderline flex option to a bench for me. I mean, he's great in dynasty leagues, but I don't think he's worth a starting spot right now. He ran the ball for 16 yards against Washington, and he caught one ball for one yard. That's I'm not a fan of that, man. I'm not a fan of that. This this run game is a mess. Mark Ingram had a, an okay game, uh, and J.K. Dobbins just didn't. So on a good week, on a good week where where Baltimore, like we saw week one, where Baltimore is just taken over and all they need to do is just run the ball, there's a chance where J.K. Dobbins could put up some some valuable points. But on a week where where they the 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 score is still pretty even and it's a competitive game i can't see jk dobbins getting that high that much fantasy points to help you win a week like this game was a lot closer uh until i would say uh, the first half at least it was a lot closer than than expected uh, and even in the fourth, so they they really didn't have time to just sit and and run. So I don't know, J.K. Dobbins. I'm really fading on him this week, or I guess the rest of the season. His involvement is is okay, but not enough for me to feel confident in starting him. The next player, stock down, high value player, D.J. Moore. Now he's a stock down in the sense where he should still be in your starting lineup. But you should not expect wide receiver one production. Uh, for those of you who drafted running backs in the first two rounds, you probably got DJ Moore uh, as as your best wide receiver, and you are very disappointed in his production. This is a even without Christian McCaffrey, this team runs the ball a lot more than I expected. DJ Moore is having okay games. He's getting about 50 yards a game, except for week two, which he got 120. That that was an outlier. That was uh, uh, just a good week for him. And he's he does have the potential to have these good weeks. But on average, I would only expect about eight, nine points. He goes from a wide receiver one at the beginning of the season to now, I would say, a a decent wide receiver two. He's got, and I say decent just because he has that upside of becoming a wide receiver one again. But as of right now, he's a wide receiver two for me. The next stock down player, another wide receiver, I keep talking about wide receivers, is Michael Gallup from the Dallas Cowboys. He came into this year as the wide receiver two in the depth chart for the Dallas Cowboys, right behind Amari Cooper. And the rookie, C.D. Lamb, has taken over that spot Michael Gallup got two receptions for 29 yards this week only targeted five times I guess five targets isn't that bad but C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper are way more involved in this offense than Michael Gallup is if he has a big week that's that's I mean he's gonna have a, a good week like we saw week three I would say once every five six games so if you're desperate, you can put him in your flex just because he has that potential. But I would expect more along the line of six, seven points a game for him. Uh, last player, more of a hot take. Drew Brees, quarterback for New Orleans. Drew Brees is 
looking a little lost out there without Michael Thomas. This definitely doesn't look right. Uh, with Michael Thomas, he's a full-on go. He's a he's a borderline, a fringe top ten quarterback. But without Michael Thomas, I'm not I'm not really a fan of Drew Brees. It's weird. I there's better quarterbacks out there for me that I would rather have on my team than Drew Brees. Like it's close between him and Matthew Stafford. That puts things in perspective. Now he put up a decent game, got two TDs, got uh, an interception, almost 250 yards. That's not bad, uh, but you can really see the effect without Michael Thomas. So I'm I'm stocking down on him. Uh, he's still a player that I won't blame you for putting in your starting lineup, especially when Michael Thomas is back. But there are some some riskier players that that I like starting over Drew Brees. Like uh, like I like Gardner Minshew over Drew Brees just because of the weapons Minshew has on that team. I could even make a case for Justin Herbert if you want. So Drew Brees a little stock down, unfortunately, but. But yeah, that'll do it for the stock up, stock downs. Now we're going to go into the quick and easy AFC home team games. We'll start out with the Thursday night game. Denver Broncos beating the New York Jets 37-28. New York Jets fall to 0-4. Adam Gase still not fired. Uh, some of you lost a lot of money on that. Uh, Denver Broncos, let's talk about them first. It was a good win. Melvin Gordon had a really good game. Uh, at, I, I would say as expected. Um, with all the the injuries to the quarterbacks and the receiving core, uh, I you you could guess that they would lean more towards the run game. And with uh, Philip Lindsay out, Melvin Gordon definitely was the lead back. He had twenty three carries, hundred and seven yards, and two TDs. That probably won you the week for you. That's really good. Um, very solid overall. I like Melvin Gordon moving forward. He's really the focal point of this team. I would pick him over like Todd Gurley, for example. He's great. Uh, receiving, Tim Patrick was the best receiver. Six receptions, 113 yards, and a TD. Uh, this guy kind of came out of nowhere for me. He he definitely is a, a riskier pickup just because of the inconsistency that he's going to have this season. But if Ripian likes him, it, it may be worth a shot for one or two weeks, depending how desperate you are. Um, I definitely like the other receivers better, like Jerry Judy. And when KJ Hamler comes back, I like those two better than Tim Patrick. But like I said, this is a very, very injured, very hurt receiving core, and they need to throw to someone. So Tim Patrick, potentially for the next couple weeks, I think could be a a riskier pickup uh, to play in your flex. But this is his upside. You can get 113 yards and a touchdown with six receptions. And that is a, that'll outscore most flexes this week. So... Very good there. Jerry Judy got a touchdown. Uh, Jerry Judy fans are very happy about that. Judy definitely worth a roster spot. Uh, amazing athletic ability catching that touchdown. That was super awesome. He mossed him. Love that. Um, Noah Fant, little disappointing game. He got a little knocked up. Um, there's there's really no big news on the injury. It sounds like he's going to be okay. He is questionable for next week. Uh, so keep listening to our podcast as we give you more updates. We'll give you more updates on all these injuries as the week goes by when we talk about week five preview and especially the injury updates uh, that'll come out Saturday, day before football. So day before week five. Um, that's that's really about it for Denver. 
not really anything else to talk about. Um, we'll go on to the Jets. Sam Darnold got that ridiculous rushing touchdown. A lot of quarterbacks this week got some cool-looking rushing touchdowns. Teddy Bridgewater, for example, is the other one. Uh, didn't throw any TDs, didn't throw any interceptions. He's a borderline roster spot. I don't like Darnold uh, fantasy-wise just because the team he's on, it's a mess. The one guy I do like, Jamison Crowder. I've been hyping him up this entire season. It's one of those cases where they need to throw to somebody, and that man is going to be Jamison Crowder. Got seven receptions, 104 yards. Very solid week. I know he was questionable going into the week, and it was kind of, uh, do you start him? Do you sit him? I was leaning more towards sit. But if Jameson Crowder is healthy, he's a full go in, in flex wide receiver three all day, every day. I'll take that. So um, no one else really involved. No Chris Herndon still. I'm waiting for that to happen. Uh, but no tight end is really stepping it up. So, yeah, really, uh, really disappointing for Jets there as they fall to 0 and 4. The next game is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Bengals won at 33-25. We'll talk about them first. So Joe Burrow, decent game. 300 yards, a touchdown, and interception. I don't think he's startable. Uh, he's definitely rosterable as a good backup, especially in Dynasty League. Obviously, he's going to be high value. But the main guy to talk about is Joe Mixon. Welcome back. I don't know where you were the first three weeks, but now he's looking like his true self. 25 carries, 151 yards, two TDs, thank you. God, he performed this week. Um, that's really what Cincinnati needed to get their first win. They need that that balanced offense there. I guess not even balanced. They didn't mix in to carry them. So that's really what happened. Uh, Tyler Boyd is still really the number one receiver on this team. So Tyler Boyd should be a flex spot week by week. Um, oh, yeah. Joe, Mens- Joe Mixon got a receiving touchdown as well. Forgot to mention that. Six receptions, 30 yards. It made me a little nervous that Giovanni Bernard was involved in earlier weeks in the receiving game, but Joe Mixon, I don't know what he did this last week, but he needs to keep doing that because he was heavily involved and one of the best performances this week, if not the best. Uh, Tyler Boyd, yeah, like I said, rosterable, flex spot for sure drew sample is kind of a sneaky little tight end if you need one um he's really he's not getting a lot of touchdowns not putting up major points but uh, he's not going to really disappoint you you should expect about seven eight points from him and that's what he'll get you in in a half point full point ppr in a standard league he'll get you a little less five six points um aj green very disappointing game one reception for three yards, that's a that's a big yikes there. I don't I don't know what's going on with him, uh, but it is getting a little frustrating because going into the season, you got the rookie Joe Burrow, lot of hype around that, and AJ Green I thought would be comeback player of the year. Uh, he was targeted five times, only caught one for three yards. Very very disappointing. Um, still rosterable, but I wouldn't blame you if you. Uh, if you flex someone, if you put someone in his his position, if you move AJ Green to the bench until he proves it, um, and that's really about it for the for the Cincinnati Bengals. We we'll go over to the losing team, Jacksonville Jaguars. Gardner Minshew, although they lost, he had a good fantasy 
uh, game, 351 yards, two TDs, and interception. That's very solid. James Robinson had a decent game. He didn't get a touchdown, but he was still involved in the rushing game, still involved in the receiving game. He had 75 rushing yards, 17 carries. Still by far the lead back. He was actually the only technically running back to, to touch the ball. Um, LaVishka Chennault was the only one that had carries as well. Let's talk about him. He is a, if you don't have him, if he's still a free agent, I would, I would pick him up because he got five receptions for 86 yards this week, and he's still involved in the running game. He's so versatile. I love it. Um, didn't get a touchdown this week, which is a little disappointing, but he still puts up some major fantasy points. All the touchdowns this week went to DJ Chark, who came back from injury uh, and already is in that number one spot right where he left him. Eight receptions, set 95 yards, and two TDs. Very solid from him. That's what you uh, want from Chark. That's what you expect from Chark. Uh, and it's glad to see that he hasn't lost his touch. We will move on to the next game, which is the Buffalo Bills. Versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Every time I almost say Oakland, it freaks me out. I gotta pause for a second. Buffalo Bills won that 30 to 23, a little closer than expected, but let's stick with the Bills here. Josh Allen uh, didn't get his 300 yard game, got 288 passing yards, two TDs, still great, still good enough uh, to make you happy fantasy wise. Devin Singletary, uh, who we all thought were, was gonna have a good week. Did exactly what was expected. 18 carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. That is great. Um, yeah, with, with Zach Moss dealing with that toe injury, Singletary is the lead back for sure. So anytime Zach Moss is questionable or out, Singletary is a full-on start. Stefan digs six receptions, 115 yards. Uh, he's like the number three wide receiver this year in fantasy. I know that he's owned in like all the leagues by now, but that that's something to he should be starting every week, no doubt. And he really is only owned in like ninety percent of leagues, which I, I just still don't get. I know it's de- probably not your league, but just double check because he's he's averaging like almost twenty points a game, which is ridiculous. He's the wide receiver five this season uh right behind tyler lockett right above adam thielen so um, no one really saw that coming you got a great deal out of him uh and he's gonna continue to perform uh john brown decent game four receptions 50 yards he was questionable going into this week but he did play uh and he put up decent numbers if you put him in your flex that's kind of flex score worthy um i know you kind of want to touch down out of that but you know you, you get what you get it, out of uh, out of what's expected, um, yeah, definitely, definitely didn't value him that high this week. So a decent performance. Cole Beasley, I talked about, got that touchdown. Uh, still involved in this offense, is, and it's super awesome. So I think he's rosterable there. Uh, no good tight end performances for the Bills, which is a little disappointing. I'm waiting for Dawson Knox to to step it up, and uh, that'll be it for the Bills. We'll move on to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr, this is an interesting take. Derek Carr is actually performing pretty good. He's right it, in in terms of rankings, 
He's right below Cam Newton in fantasy points. Now, I know Cam Newton uh, hasn't played this week, so you got to take that into consideration. But Derek Carr, I would say, is a great backup quarterback if you uh, if you need one. So if you need a backup quarterback, bye weeks are starting to come up. Derek Carr could actually be a, a viable option. Uh, Darren Waller was the the lead receiver this week. He finally performed nine receptions, 88 yards, no touchdown from him. That touchdown with the Nelson Aguilar, who I'm not I'm not going to say is fantasy relevant yet. I know he's got two touchdowns, but no, not not yet. Hunter Renfro is still the, the number one. Uh, and even Hunter Renfro is is borderline rosterable for me. Um, it, it's this offense is so split. I don't know. Jason Witten got a touchdown. It, it, it's a mess. There, there's not really a player in the receiving game besides Darren Waller that I'm confident or comfortable starting on my team. So Renfro should be rosterable. Aguilar, risky, but no. Um, and, and that's really about it. So uh, run game, Josh Jacobs, a little disappointing. 15 carries for 48 yards. Not really what you wanted there. Disappointing week, but he was going up against the Buffalo Bills. So going into that, you should expect about this much production against a amazing defense. So uh, that's really about it for the Raiders versus Bills. Bills go 4-0. Very good for them. The next game we're going to talk about is the Seattle Seahawks versus the Miami Dolphins. Uh, another oddly close game. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't expect it to be that close, but this is a Miami Dolphins team that can put up a fight. Not a lot of people expect that. So uh, they still lost. Seattle Seahawks won that 31-23. We'll talk about the Seahawks first. Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson. He's still amazing. Um, don't need to say much about him. He's a top three right now. Chris Carson was questionable heading into this week, but like I said, if he, if he does play, he's a must-start. Because uh, Miami still doesn't have the best defense. Chris Carson, 16 carries, 80 yards, two TDs. Very, very good performance out of him. Got three receptions as well for 20 yards. I love Chris Carson going forward. This man is amazing. As long as he stays healthy, he should be great. Uh, DK Metcalf was a lead receiver, 106 yards with four receptions. Tyler Lockett kind of fell short. Two receptions, 39 yards. Very disappointing week from him. Uh, because David Moore was the was the second best receiver this week. Three receptions, ninety five yards, and a touchdown. Um, David Moore is a is a very inconsistent player, but he does have the opportunity, like we saw this week, to just just have an outstanding outstanding week. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a very yo yo type player. I wouldn't trust it because he's a boomer bust. I don't, yeah, I, I would say he's rosterable, but I don't want to start a player where he could score like week three, 1.2 points or score 18.5 like he did this week in the ESPN standard. I don't want to take that risk. I want to go with someone more consistent in that, uh, in that flex position. But nonetheless, if you're that type of player that wants to take that risk, David Moore could be a decent option, especially in, in, shootouts basically if the seahawks go up against you know the falcons or, or like a high scoring team uh then he should be a decent option we'll move on to the miami dolphins 
This is a fun team. Ryan Fitzpatrick threw two interceptions, no touchdowns, 315 yards. Kind of fell back down to earth after a great week last week against Jacksonville. Um, uh, he was a, a risky streamable quarterback. I would say don't take that risk for him. Uh, he did get a rushing touchdown, which should get you a little bit of points if you took that risk. Uh, Miles Gaskin, slightly disappointing week, 10 carries, 40 yards. Nothing too exciting there, but uh, we kind of expected the Dolphins to throw the ball a little bit more as they were going to be down by a lot. Devontae Parker had an amazing week, 10 receptions, 110 yards. That is great out of him. Uh, and that's really the only great player in the receiving game. Preston Williams, only one reception for 15 yards. I expected a lot more out of him, uh, but he, he really didn't perform. So keep him on your bench for now. Mike Gusecki, this is just a disappointing week. He got the same stat as Preston Williams, one reception for 15 yards. Could have been better, but he has that uh, opportunity and the potential to be high scoring. So Gusecki, don't freak out. Just a bad week, unfortunately. Uh, and that really, that's that game. Uh, we'll move on to the final game this week, which is the Minnesota Vikings versus the Houston Texans. Vikings win this game 31-23. We'll stick with the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, 260 yards. One TD, still not fantasy relevant yet. Don't know why I brought his name up. Delvin Cook, uh, he's still, he's like the top three running back this year. 27 carries, that is insane. 130 yards, two TDs, that is unbelievable. Uh, I, I don't know, I don't need to say much about him. He's an automatic start week by week, so great performance out of him. Adam Thielen, eight receptions, 114 yards, and a TD. Great performance out of him. Again, I don't need to say much about him because of the opportunity uh, and the skills that he has. He is going to be a week-by-week -week starter. So let's talk about someone who may not start every week or has not started every week. That is Justin Jefferson, the rookie this year. This is the second week in a row where he's gotten over 100 yards. He got 103 this week with four receptions. Last week, he got like 116 at a touchdown. Uh, Jefferson could be that player where if you're projected to be to lose by a lot, you can put Jefferson in just because of the opportunity. The ceiling that he has is very high. Uh, I know it's a little scary against Kirk Cousins, but if Justin Jefferson has a good matchup like he did this week against a Houston Texans secondary, I would say that's a start. That's a that's a sneaky flex for me. I like that play. I like that play a lot. And uh, yeah, that's it. No tight ends to note. Uh, no other receivers. Move on to the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson, still startable. 300 yards, two TDs. That is great. The main guys that he threw to, Will Fuller, by far the top receiver on this team. Six receptions, 108 yards, and a TD. We expected him to have a great week against this god-awful secondary, and he did. Uh, Kenny Stills also got a touchdown in there. That's, nah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be comfortable starting him yet. Uh, Randall Cobb, again, no. Not not interested in that as well. Same level as Kenny Stills. I talked about Brandon Cooks earlier in this podcast. I wouldn't blame you if you drop him. Um, and then the tight end, Jordan Aikens. Decent game, but then he uh, had to leave the game with a concussion. So Aikens, I would say, if he's healthy, he's a, a backup tight end. If you had like a 
it like a Janu Smith who got postponed to Aikens was a good pick. Um, I would say same for next week. If you if you have a tight end that that has a bye or matches get postponed or is injured, Jordan Aikens, as long as he plays, uh, should be a, a decent option. He's not going to win you the week, but he'll put up, you know, 50 yards, three receptions, and a coin flip for a touchdown. So uh, good performance there. Uh, he would have been better if he didn't get injured, which is unfortunate. But keep uh, keep listening. Keep updated. We'll let you know later on in this week with his injury. Uh, the rushing game. David Johnson. I expect a little better game out of him. 16 carries, 63 yards. He's still a wider, uh, or sorry, excuse me, running back two for me. Uh, just a just a bad game overall for the run game. Um, Vikings took an early lead, so Texas needed to throw the ball. Ate a lot to keep up with them. Um, but yeah, David Johnson, I wouldn't freak out too much. He's th- This is kind of one of his bad weeks. This is his floor. This is what's going to happen with David Johnson. He'll do this, and then he'll get two rushing touchdowns next week. So we'll see. Um, yeah, that that's really about it. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in next time for the part two of the week four recap where we will go over the NFC home teams as well as our glads and sads for the week. Uh, And we'll see you next time.